Welcome to the Call Your Cousins podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring deep and complex topics that shape our world and human experiences. Before we dive into today's episode, we want to acknowledge the sensitive nature of some of the content we discuss. Please be advised that this podcast may include themes and discussions that could be triggering or uncomfortable for some listeners, including but not limited to discussions on mental health, violence, abuse, and other potentially distressing topics. Listener discretion is advised. Remember, this podcast is for informational and educational, but most importantly, entertainment purposes only and should not be taken as professional advice. The views expressed by hosts and guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Call Your Cousins podcast. Enjoy the show. morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Whatever time you're joining us, the Cousins, thank you for doing so. Welcome back to the Call Your Cousins podcast, a now tangible group chat of cousins that wanted to share our thoughts, humor, and growth with the world. And everyone's invited. Most of y'all. I am your host, A-Dub, but you'll be enjoying this episode with the rest of the collective. Talk to him, P. I'm joined today by Ms. Joy. Hey, I'm Twin, a.k.a. Miss Joy, if you're nasty. And we also have the research team here today. What's up, what's up, what's up? And we are currently missing our loved and beloved And so, uh, yeah, good morning, fam. How y'all doing? Uh, 2024, new year, new us. <laughs> Is it New Year, New Us, or New Year, Same Us? I like to think we're a new, I like growth. I have the growth mindset. I like to think that we're constantly growing, improving, becoming, evolving. How y'all feel about the new year so far? It's been a year of grind for me. I'm tired already. But I feel like I'm seeing the fruits of my labor. And I don't know if it's new year, new me, or just new year, like, motivated me. I'm motivated to be in a different space than I'm in this year. So this time next year, hopefully, I will be in a completely separate space. I would say for me, it's not a new year, new me. It's a same me, new perspective on things. I like that. But then if you have a new perspective, are you the same you? Foundationally, I think. Like I'm not like a whole completely different person. I'm just going about things differently. Like I'm making different choices intentionally. It's the intentional. Yes. I feel like the year it's the year of intentionality for me. And mm -hmm. things feel a lot different when you're intentional about your goals and focusing on yourself. And and I just can I just say 
we got a black mental health segment, but I, I want to say that self-care and focusing on yourself is hard, y'all. I be tired. You have to like actually put time in to focus on you and only you and to revive and to make sure that you good from the world shenanigans. And sometimes I be like, I just want to start working on myself and just start robbing people. No, that that sounds like something uh, a dub would say. <laughs> I think I think dub would definitely uh, roll up in a blank. You know, I didn't know that the ski masses are called poo shysties or shysties. What? <laughs> Wait, you know, what? The rapper Shysty Poo Shysty. Yeah. Apparently his scheme, the scheme, you know, they're banned in DC, I think, or Baltimore research team. Look it up. Look up the Poo Shysty mask. Yeah. It's um apparently, yeah, I could see Doug running up on somebody with that thing on. <laughs> it's is that how they're referencing it though? Like that's the I think the it's called the shysty. The shysty or the poo shysty. Behind the okay. I mean, I know you can't really wear them. That's a fact. I'm putting on a balaclava, okay? For What's my that? bank heist. Uh what? I I think I would do I would go straight queen. I'm got fold to the back. Yeah. I, yeah, I got fold to the back. Yeah. What was her name in the movie? Sto Stony? No, that wasn't Stony. That wasn't Stony. That was um my girl went out like a G. Um, oh, what was her name? Research team. We got um, her working oh, overtime already. It's stuck on my it's it's on the it's on the tip of my tongue. I just watched it. Set it off the can Latifah's name. Um, hold on. Chloe? Cleo. Cleo. Cleo yeah. yeah, I'm I'm Cleo for sure. You, you gotta go out like Cleo, bro. Faux braids. I think I'm going out like um old girl. What's her name? Why well, can't think of nobody's name today? What the procedure when you got a gun to your head? Oh, the one that died. This was the Apox? They all died. No. Didn't nah. they die? Except for Jada. Except for Jada. No, I'm, I'm going out like Vivica. Nah, it wasn't Vivica. It was, uh, was it? Oh, it was Vivica, but that wasn't Elisa? her. It was the, yeah, it was the love, innocent looking one. TT, that was her. TT, I can't go out like TT. TT got shot up in the bank and it was an accident. <laughs> it, it really wasn't like a real true G go out. And she didn't want to be involved anyway. I got I'm either going out like Cleo or Vivica. I gotcha. think it's giving Vivica because Vivica was like oh sorry. But bleep that out, dub. <laughs> okay. What was we talking about? Oh, top of the year. Yes. New us, new perspective, being intentional about things. Is that a good segue into well, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, I, yeah, I guess we should uh, let the listeners know who we are, right? Um, yeah. Since top of the year, so call your cousins. Um, 
you know, as the intro says, you hear the wonderful sounds of either my voice or a dub. We're actually a family, cousins, real cousins, not the cousins that you might be, you know, cousining with, which is weird, but people do it. Um, we're blood cousins. And we're generations of, well, that's the beautiful thing about our family, right? Um, Even the in-laws or people we bring into our family, it's almost like we initiate them into our clan. Almost like if there was a ritual and we had knives, it was a cult, and we just opened up wide. Whoa, whoa, what you got? A cult, though. I feel I like cults say gang, gang adjacent. Can we get gang adjacent? I don't want to. I don't. Bad, well, cults get a bad rap. We can't. We can't say gang now. Not. Not with a thug. You're right. Slime on a trial right now. <laughs> can't say gang. Gang, gang. Can't we gang. real close. We tightened it. It's I'm not involved in these gang <laughs> activities. What's the What's the attorney name? What's the old girl name? Is getting all. The I'm not involved, girl. Don't include me in in the Rico. Nah, so we can't say game. I feel like Colts get away with uh by anything. Uh, but no, so so yeah. So I said that to say we're not. We the intention is to highlight that we're very close, and those of us talking on the podcast currently are uh, fourth generation. I believe fourth and third generation, actually. I might be fifth. Who is uh, third? Lord. We, no, you, three, no, five, y'all. She would be third because her father is my grandmother's uncle. So she's first cousins with my grandma. Right. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm earlier. Yeah, I'm earlier yeah she me. earlier than us. I'm like... There? Yeah, so her and my grandma are first cousins. I'm like, that's what I generation. thought. Yeah, they're first cousins. So then she twin would then be first cousins with my grandma. And then she's technically second cousins with a lot of people. Yeah, she's up in the hierarchy. I think y'all are my third. Well, P, you my, yeah, y'all my third cousins, I think. Uh no, I would be okay. your yeah third. I would be your third. Would that make me further down, don't it? No, because it would be your mother is her. Your mother is my was first. Our first. Yeah, because her dad, your grandfather, was oh, her this uncle. This is too much. Oh my gosh! Okay. But it's super cool. I think you know. I think that's a beautiful thing about our family, right? Is that we actually have the connected dots, and it can feel a little bit like, uh, what's that game you play when you get on the floor and it's a bunch of dots? Twister. Yeah, Twister. and then it get and then it feels like Twister a little bit minus the incest, right? We don't have any what? of that going on. I just I I you know I've heard people say things in the world. Oh, that's my cousin, but y'all you know 
Where this is not that kind of family, y'all. No, we're not. And I also used to hate Twister as a child because it was just too many people touching me. I don't, that, that was too close for me. Okay, sorry. Continue. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we want to uh, make sure that you guys uh, kind of get a feel for who we are. And always feel free to engage with us. We do have um, different social media platforms where you can check us out at Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and our email. Our Twitter is call your cousins. That's C A L L Y O U R C O U S I N S. Our Instagram is C A L L Y O U R C O U S I N S P O D. Because somebody was hating. And we have our YouTube at Call Your Cousins, where we will be going live. We will be streaming. Holla at us. Pull up on us. And please send us your feedback, emails, questions, anything at callyourcousinspod at gmail.com. So, yeah, let's just get into it. Like I said, we're missing uh, a dub this evening, this morning, this afternoon. He is currently on a on them people job, but that's life, right? You know, and so we just want to let y'all know we're going to be committed to putting something out to the streets on a consistent basis. So be sure to check us out. And, you know, we have some interesting segments uh, for you guys today for this um, show. And it really always starts with good morning, fam. I mean, that's the preface of this podcast is we actually have a actual chat that we just be kicking and showing out in all the time uh, with our family. I think it's about 16 cousins in it. And then there's obviously the side chats to the side chats to the side chats, which is hilarious. But, you know, we all love each other and it's all in good fun. So um, side chats, allegedly. The side chats got receipts, bruh. <laughs> I feel like I'm more of a side chat kind of girl. We know, we know, we know, we know. You have side chats with all your different personalities. Like, correct. You be talking to everybody with different different versions of twin. And <laughs> do okay. Twin is multifaceted. I need multiple different perspectives and opinions because sometimes that main chat with fifty people in it. Y'all be talking about people I don't like, and I just I don't have a mental space in 2024. So well, you know, I chat the, me. I keep the chats on uh on D and D anyways. I, I I tune in when I need to. You know what's interesting though, the other day when I was in the chat, I told everybody to go get, you know, make sure their health is wealth and uh go make sure they get their uh STI testing and uh got a few loves in there. I did, you know. I'm not in there. You are. Mm -mm, you must put it in originals because I'm not in there. I don't. That's what I'm saying. It's too many side chats. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, I thought to myself, maybe I stepped on some toes. But hey, I think you should just practice good health and wealth. I mean, how often do you, you know? People don't realize you should actually get tested for uh, 
these types of things every three months, even if you're in a monogamous relationship or you're active. And, you know, the crazy thing is every time I go, they ask me, well, how many partners have you been with? And <laughs> I start saying self. <laughs> and they're like, so you haven't had a part? I'm like, no. And they're like, so why are you here today? Because I got ma'am. I need to be sure, ma'am. I have to know. Every three months, I just got to go and aggravate them people. And every time I get my little pings and my emails, new lap result, and I see negative on all boards, I'm like, this is a good thing. So uh, just, you know, remember, people, the streets is uh, streeting. The streets will be streeting. Please, please, please take care of yourself. But let's go ahead and jump into the show. Uh, this show, uh, as we're recording, is at the top of the year. And I think, you know, when we think about, I kind of love that for Black people, it starts with King, right? And I'm over Black History Month. And I'm going to explain. Clearly, the American society feels that there was no slavery, there is no racism in America. And I exhale. Whew. And I breathe in. And I think I'm just going to give it raw 12 months out of the year this year. Because if that's true, why, why would we even need a Black History Month? I feel like I am over MLK Day. And I'm going to explain. I'm also over Black History Month, and I'm going to explain that as well. I feel like we've lost sight of what MLK Day is supposed to mean. And now it's just a bunch of flyers with MLK and gold chains on and stuff talking about free before nine. And it's like, is that really what the weekend is about? When I was at my old job, and I feel this is partly white people shenanigans, but I also supported it because instead of a day off, they, the entire company had a day of service that everybody had to join in. And it was always, you know, some black um, community or group or whatever. And we would spend the entire day, you know, of service to them. And, and it was mandatory. And not that I feel like companies should do that in lieu of an off day because we do deserve. But I feel like we should, we got away from using our off days to really honor what Dr. King had in mind. You know what I'm saying? And I see people on the pulpit, we ain't gonna mention no names, on King Day, talking all that stuff that they're not necessarily embodying. And they killed that man. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I really feel like we have kind of just shied away from the true meaning behind Dr. King and his legacy and, and what he wanted us to accomplish as black people. And that was just the day off where we just F around and go to the club. And I feel similarly about Black History Month. I feel like it's never been enough. 
and I don't like we were talking about being intentional at the top of the, of the top of the podcast. We're not intentional enough about Black History Month. We'd be like, what? Black History Month, let's go out to the club and get some hookah. But do we ever say, you know what? I'm going to do something intentional every day of Black History Month to educate somebody or to show my, you know, gratitude for those that came before me and paved the way. You know, do, do we ever do that? Go ahead, P.S. your hand up. Um, so... I'm calling for a revolution, right? I'm calling for what Beyonce wanted us to do when she put out formation, right? And you're absolutely right. And I think that the biggest issue is there is a level of reteaching and retooling and reimagining what it truly means to be a black person or a person of color or a person that's underserved or a person that is disabled or a person that is not like anything other than white in this country has to start to rethink about all those things right? Because life comes at you fast and you really go through the motions. And most people don't live with the level of intentionality that you're talking about. So even when you talk in regards to MLK, a lot of people don't even have that holiday off anymore. You know why? Because of Juneteenth. And companies decide, you know, at the top of their budget, what days they're going to give you off and what days they're not going to give you off. And we've martyred King in such a way now that he's this mythical figure when he was flesh and blood. And you could really learn a lot about his life through his um, not only teachings, but how he um, dealt with other people in the movement. And when I say other people in the movement, I mean Black women. And I think that King Day serves so many different purposes, right? And that's why I would say this, the intention behind us having our show at the top of the year and it revolving around thinking about King is because I love that it is in January as a January baby, obviously. You know, you have to really look at his life and actually educate yourself on it. I did enjoy, however, how the FBI put out an MLK tweet <laughs> and Twitter came for the name. What they put? <laughs> So the FBI, you know, the Twitter, so, you know, Twitter went through an entire um, uh, whistleblowing process of how, um, and uh, her name is, uh, I believe, no, her last name is actually, but she um, was one of the people who really, you know, was the whistleblowers on how, like, a lot of the stuff that happened with Trump being elected, you know, was filtered through Twitter, misinformation, basically. 
And so on uh, now they have those little notes on like, if this is true, if this is false, and then you can go and vote to see if it was accurate or not. And sure enough, they had a little tweet that said, happy MLK day. And then the little sub note was, the FBI actively, <laughs> actively hunted, surveyed. The, active, the FBI actively participated in the assassination. <laughs> and I rolled over because this is what I'm talking about, right? They is this, this level of reckoning, right? Where we cannot allow, no, corrective action now. Candor now. And I love the part that you said where the intention for uh, white people to honor King is to, is no different for them than to tick off going to Whole Foods on the weekend. Yeah. It's really not. And I don't think we need to hold them to such scrutiny as well because of that reason. It is, they, they don't, other than maybe Christmas, I don't, and oh, and 4th of July, it's not a holiday for them in that pretense because, I mean, at most they can't go to the bank, right? right. And I don't, yeah, because I think the banks are still not open. And so, you know, it just draws to the secondary thing of Black History Month where it's, it's these ideologies of the things that people are saying now in this current election of, you know, this almost gaslighting and, and um, disdainfully, and I say disdainfully because it's borderline disgusting how you can just deny or claim or make claims that these things aren't true. Truth as in slavery truth as in racism discrimination i mean it's well, almost like it's almost as if the 60s didn't happen because the the reason why i say that is like i could i can i can handle someone saying we didn't go to the moon i'm gonna look at them a little while but that's your right if you don't think we went to the moon cool but there are photos of said Martin Luther King Jr., doctor, marching, other activists getting bust down in their face, right? Like, so if that wasn't racism, what, what, what was it? It's almost like when I tell y'all, uh, for the listeners, I subscribe to the notion that Black men don't cheat. I do. Because when I do catch a black man cheating, I'm going to ask the question, so what is this? And I want a real answer. And I'm going to accept that answer. There is no real answer. There is no answer. So back to... But I think like what you were saying goes to what our girl Natasha Alfred was saying on CNN. You, I think you sent the link before this about DeSantis saying it's not a racist country. And I just, I think it's just white people don't have to them, slavery happened and now it's over and now we're all equal and we all have the same chances. But to us, like our girl Natasha was saying, girl, my last name came from my slave masters. That didn't come from my family that 
has just been around for generations. Like, I don't know my original name or any of that. So for you to be like, all that shit over, it's like, no, nah, bro, I can act, act. There's a lot of us who can actively trace our lineage to slaves. Here is my last name. French. Okay. Right. Girl, that is clear. And then when I be talking to white people, they be like, are you French? Girl, stop it. You know damn well where the name came from. And it was from y'all. But they're in they're in denial and they don't live the same reality, which I'm going to talk about later in one of my segments. They just don't live the same reality. And they don't, there's no reason for them to try to even see things from my perspective. You know what I'm saying? They in La La Land talking about we might be related because our last name, girl, you mean your family own mine? What are you? Anyway, go ahead, research team. I see your hand up. Yes, I was just going to reiterate kind of what you said when it comes to the Wahite's, um perspective and point of view. They don't ever have to live um, as a Black person. They never have to walk into a room and them only ones or them not being mirrored in some way, shape, or form. They're never the minority, realistically speaking. So they just don't even have I think they don't even have the capacity sometimes to even think in that way. And I think it's important for those who are allies to kind of share their thought process and points of view with others, because I there is a, a genuine disconnect that they they just almost can't fathom like life being like that crazy or that rough, i.e. DeSantis with this whole Florida slavery like just just the disconnect and I, I don't even know what ethnicity DeSantis is um but there's just so many layers to him as to I don't understand how he's doing what he does you know um it's it's you brought up an incredible point, which was the allyship. The allyship is so crucial, right? And I think that gives us the great opportunity, since this is breaking news, to talk about strikers' donation to Spellman. And that's a that's that's that's, that's a white woman. It's a white lady. She's been on the board of trustees for Spellman since 1997. Okay, this white lady. So and when they had to give that Cosby money back, they was like, that ain't no, ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. And We're good over here. You know, it's and they've given considerable donations to other PWIs as well as Harvard and uh, Western Michigan, I believe. So I say that to say the allyship is so crucial moving forward that when I talk about the revolution, I talk about us being up in arms as we were in 2020. Now, I personally am not a protester because I have a gun and I shoot back. So that's not a space for me to be in. I'm not nonviolent. I would say I'm more of the Malcolm type. Uh, and same. And that's just because I believe in the Constitution. The Constitution tells me I have the right to bear arms. 
I feel like I protest in my own way. I don't be marching down the streets because I feel like a lot of those people are misguided and but I think but well, change a lot, but I feel like I protest within the system. You know, well, like I, I feel like I fight white people like white people fight. Well, let's not say misguided, right? Because we want to clarify when we say that because I said some of those people. I'm not saying everybody who protests. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. Let's make sure, yeah. Let's make sure because a lot of people like uh the research team highlights is are in they are in their bubbles. You would be surprised how many everyday average black people, white people, any type of people in America are just in their bubble and life is happening and they're just going on with the flow. They have no intentionality. They have no um, directive. So they're misguided because they don't have no guidance, right? One of the biggest things that is coming up in all of these discussions when we're talking about slavery and we're talking about America, because this is American history, right? It's, there is no African-American history without it being American history. So you have these kids who are misguided looking for the responsible people and the responsible people are on the, on TV and crazy, jumping on judges, you know, fighting in airports, I, mean, I, that. <laughs> I thought I didn't think that was real, y'all. It was I real. Watching, I was it like, totally real. Hey, my man got ups. Okay, have sweat. Somebody said, was it a trampoline in front? Of the bench? <laughs> but you know, and so I say that to say, you know, we want to thank uh, Dr. King for leading with an example. But I, you know, challenge every person to really look at his life. Look how, how he was very diverse in allowing himself to not be the smartest person in the room, to learn from other um, theologians, uh, academia, uh, you know, everyday uh, activists like Black women, you know, because even down to Rosa Parks, a lot of people didn't know that Rosa had like 10 years in the game before he even showed up. Right. So um, we want to thank you for uh, inspiring us. But in, and I think, uh, Twin, what you're really referring to is it feels as if MLK Day really is more of just like Siblings Day or Best Friends yeah. Day. Right. It feels yeah, watered down. Holidays. Yeah. It, it feels watered down. And um, but I would say as someone who does actively do things or I try to at least every year within the community, I love when I get the opportunity to be in a room full of greatness with black leaders and black excellence and really just um, being in the same space together. It almost feels like you said it feels watered down, but it feels like, you know, our cookout or a, a picnic or the fish fry. Right. It feels yeah. like that opportunity to get together under the name of King. But really, you know, to see all the fine, fine. OK. Fine black men all right. when they clean themselves up. But 
let's go ahead and you know continue on with the segment so you know in the spirit of that we think about what's really free right what's freedom because jonathan majors found out real quick didn't he ab he found out so fast and i'm personally upset because who now they're gonna have to get a random black man to 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 portray kang in the marvel cinematic universe and now it's just gonna be weird. Like they had him all throughout the last Ant Man, and I was excited. And so now they gotta get some random black man because you wanna assault people. I am personally upset about that, and I hope that they don't just because you know white people try to act like all black people look the same, and I just hope they don't try it with the character. But I know They're, that was they far from <laughs> what's ac the actual case. I'm just saying I'm personally offended by the character. If they, I mean, I would, <laughs> in the spirit of the top of the year, I wouldn't be mad if they put Cat Williams in that bit. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Absolutely That's not. That's why he ain't tall enough. Absolutely, Absolutely not. They're not going to believe. They're not going to believe it. But, but the way that interview went, he might as well say it. That's his next role. <laughs> the shit this nigga was talking, I was like, Pat, now come on, Cat. Now you could tell the truth without throwing in all the extra. He he told a lot. I say the interview was like 80% true. Man, how do we this is my thing, and this is what I feel like people don't understand. How do we know? Because you threw in so many outrageous lies. That now I just can't believe anything that you have to say. But I think that's so. One, I'm a big, huge, I'm a huge cat fan. Cat, cat Williams fan. Huge. Been loving him forever. Um, and I didn't even know he was a genius. And but then it started making sense. If you listen to it again and you listen to Kanye, they're identical. They're the same people. Genius, geniuses operate on such a different scale of thought that they speak out. They speak un unworld unworldly to us, right? They, so this, they speak unworldly because, as someone who is adjacent, genius adjacent, they be too smart for their own good, and always, a lot always. of times their their intellect it makes them end up in a delusional place. So they actually start believing some of that nonsense and then they realize how much smarter they are than everybody else. So then they know they can just say whatever the fuck and people gonna believe it because they don't. And that's what I see in both Kanye and Cat Williams. I've, they are intelligent people, very intelligent. But when I see like the average person's reaction to what they say, I be like, oh, y'all some sheeple, bruh. You just, you just, you think he's smart and he says, he say big things and things that you can't intellectually understand. And all of a sudden, everything he say is true. I know I decipher words. Okay. I can comprehend and I can read through the lines. Ain't nobody read no damn 3000 books as an eight year old every single day, bro. Like just stop it. And that makes me feel like you just gaslighting me as, as an intellectual person. I don't appreciate you throwing outrageous lies at me and then expect me to think that anything else that you say is true. In rant. I would like to, in that segment, 
on that rant. Research team, did you have final thoughts? No, I just really love Cat Williams, that's all. Yeah, me too. And and so I would say in our love for Cat and Cat Williams, we believe. I wondered what was under his head, but I think it's dreads. I was curious the whole yeah, time. Yeah, he has dreads now. Yeah, he has dreads now. And, you know, Not really I... Sure how. Right, right. So I would say on a I would say on a final thought with that is a lot of times all of you guys are listening and hearing and taking in so much content that you don't know what's true and what's not true. And it goes back to what we talked about at the top of the segment, which is you gotta retool your mind. You gotta put facts behind the things that are being, you know, put it against something ask questions right because if you catch your husband in the bed with another woman and he says he ain't cheating girl you either accept it for what it is because black men don't cheat or you leave and with that we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. So we have a segment where we talk about sports because it's 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 what we do. We're a family that sports. We are in the sports. We love sports. We all watch sports for the most part or it can be cute at sporting events. Can it holds a conversation? And uh, I just want to shout out to them cowgirls. Thank you for doing what y'all do best, which is choke. Nope. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Jerry Jones, because if y'all don't, if y'all choke again next year, I don't want to hear it. Also, shout out to Dan Quinn. Incredible, 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 incredible human being. The One of the most amazing coaches in the game. And to the Dolphins. Um, I'm jealous, Dan Quinn. But Atlanta mm-hmm. might get Belichick. Atlanta might get a uh, Harbaugh. I just wanted to. I'm glad you you brought that up because I just wanted to space say a very special <laughs> you to the Falcons. Okay. Wow. Because Aren't you every year, every year, every year, every year. They break my heart. And, you know, I had I had to emotionally <laughs> evolve from a Falcons fan because after 28 and 3, you know, I just really had to go to rehab. And then they finished 7 and 10, I think. Didn't make the playoffs. Fired that sorry-ass coach, you know. So it's, we just, it's um, let's just pray. Let's just pray. A, it's hilarious you say that because um, I was having a debate about who has the most loyal fans out of the Cowboys, the Falcons, and the Dolphins, and the Bills, as far as emotions. And y'all are, y'all, I I gave y'all the cake. I'm like, because they still ain't recovered since that embarrassment. I have not. not. The whole city. I stopped watching football for two years after that. Right. I didn't watch nothing. Oh, my gosh. I didn't watch no, and P know how much I love football. I didn't watch 
No college football, no NFL, no X League, no cartoon football. Don't even mention the football to me. Okay. And now that I tried to come back, I, I'm finally making my way back. I finally made my way back like last year. Okay. When was that Super Bowl? <laughs> I'm just now coming back around. And here y'all go with the foolishness again. Right. Well, you know, we're going into the playoffs, and I want to say a special shout out to Lamar Jackson and his mama for getting him that cash and yeah, earning yeah. his money. Okay. Because first Come of on, all, man. they tried my dog, and then and did. And then he had to stand on business. So congratulations to Lamar Jackson. Hopefully he ends up winning the MVP. If he doesn't, y'all tripping. And then let's just go ahead and talk about quickly. All I want to do is ask Usher and vote. What happened? What happened? What you mean? What happened that we had to have a cover with the children and the white lady on the, and if it's a digital cover, not print, I just want to, I really, I really, I really want to know. What I miss, y'all? Usher's release, you know, we're getting ready for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is usually around Valentine's Day, either before or after. And uh, Usher has been touting along with Vogue. A picture of him with children in little league pads. And this unseemly interesting mm -hmm. white woman on the cover. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm drop it in the chat. I just pulled it up. So huh? I'm gonna I'm, I'm leave it there though, because you know what I do know? I know that Usher's gonna give us an exceptional show. I have no doubt about that in my mind. I didn't see him in Vegas and I didn't see him in Paris, but I know that I know that I know that he will. I just want Usher or somebody, anybody to tell us what happened. And with that, I just, I just want to really segue. Who is this white lady? Nobody. Carolyn, knows. her name is Carolyn Murphy. She's a model. Okay, wow. research team. Why? Why Vogue? But it's Vogue. But, but um, no, it was it, already I, too much I, uh, diversity on the page for them already. What the children? So, the children? They their, they, yep, they said. Yep, they said they met their quota. Because I didn't understand the kids being on there because y'all know how I feel about the them kids. So the babies. What? Yeah. All right. Y'all know how I feel. Okay. All right. Speaking of babies and children and um loving people for who they are. We're gonna go ahead and go to the three L W segment. Music. Oh, she didn't. My she bad. didn't want to. She didn't want to. She don't want. No, no, no. It's okay. We can power through. No, it's okay because you know, um, I don't blame her. Right? You got Twenty One Savage. I listened to that. I I listened to it before I saw his teeth. <gasps> what? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna just. <laughs> Now I love 
so for anyone listening, I'm a huge 21 Savage fan. I have all, and I'm a huge Metro Booming fan. I love those two rascals. And I, one, didn't know he combed out his dreads and he has braids now. That'd be 21 Savage. I also didn't know he had a movie coming out with uh, Glover starring and also. That documentary? Bruh. I love it though. But I that also. It's so funny to me. I did, I did not know he had new teeth. And teat. when I seen his teeth, I said, no oh, like I said, oh, teat? oh, teat. no, his teat. teat. What? what is teat? If you see the teat, it would land with you because this is a safe space. Okay. It's the teat. What is a teat? When I seen the teat, I said, oh, oh, oh okay, daddy. <laughs> okay. That is not what you said. Oh, That's what I said. Right when I seen the teat, I said, oh. oh. One time for the, what it is, P, the teats. I can't. I need to see. I can't go to his Instagram. Right here on there with the teats and his braids. I didn't know he. I didn't know he combed out his dress till I saw his video red drum. So one, congratulations to Twenty One Savage. Um, American Dream. It is beautiful piece of work. I've listened to the whole album back and forth, forth and back, and it's exceptional. And you know, the only thing I just. You see the teeth. <laughs> she sees the teeth. Oh, hey, Joe. Giving ludicrous. No, it's giving. Luda ain't got no text on his face. That's like those teeth better than Ply's teeth. Them nah. teeth give them. Them teeth giving. I feel like the teeth and the, they... and the braid back is is giving Luda a bit. No, it's giving like. It's giving as hard as playing, like it's giving like he in class at a HBCU, but he ain't go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he might play Alpha. <laughs> hey man, I got nah, nah, I got I nah, 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 nah. He giving nah. Q vibes. It might be a Q. He giving Q vibes. But I also if, have an unpopular opinion about Twenty One. So. Okay. If you saw him on campus freshman year with the teeth, those teeth, nah, I'd be like, nah. I need to stay clear far <laughs> from you, okay? To the left, to the left. Let me go to the other in the other direction. Where's the oh. computer building? Okay, <laughs> but but hold on, 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 hold on. Let's give a real, real, real big shout out to BG. Welcome home, baby. Welcome home. BG came home. Girl, bye. Get off the what? podcast. Get off the podcast. Home, bro. He was first, his first couple songs, he still rap like he stuck. <laughs> he stuck right. before he went to prison. But I heard something recently. He came out with, with Finesse two times. And yeah, he sounds like he's adjusting to the new wave. But also free young thugger, free slime. We miss you. 
uh, that weight though, bruh. I like to see a clean. I, I like that you cleaning up. You know, them drugs keep you lean. So I get it. But it is free. You know, thug. And uh, you know, one thing I wanted to um, I'm not a barb. And please, barbs, don't come for me. But I thoroughly enjoyed Gag City. Now, apparently, people keep posting about how she goes to these shows and they insinuate again, barbs. I am not a barb. I am not coming for your barb, head barb. I think Nicki Minaj is incredible. Uh, and she like half performs, like almost like she just be walking around. I'm like, girl, the girlies pay so much money to come see you, child. They gonna want you to damn their cartwheel and do a split. But Gag City was um really fun before Pink Friday 2 came out. I actually love Gag City because I feel like that's where we are. We're in the we're in this big simulation of gagness. And that's just how I feel. But how did y'all feel about Nicki Minaj's album or did you not listen? Barb's crickets. I did not listen yet. Uh, I don't plan on listening. I'll, I'll probably listen. It's really good. One of my favorite songs she has with Tasha Cobbs, which is called Blessings. Hmm. And, you know, I think as someone who does not want to have children and if i ever changed my mind her talking about having her son bear really like you could see how motherhood really can change a person for the better mm. and i love that for her you know she um alludes to the fact that you know she got pregnant or it probably wasn't easy and she finally got pregnant and she was at a low place, you know, at that time. This is what the music kind of alludes to. But in Blessings, mm. you know, she talks about there's a river that she goes to that fills her. And a lot of times, one thing that I think when we talk about the revolution is what Black women started to get in the front of the line. And when I say to the front of the line, I'm talking about a community of global, global citizenship where we are just slowly walking. Imagine a mass street, paveway road, and we're just walking. Everyone's standing still. We're walking, we're, we're weaving in to get to the front because at the end of the day, what I love that I've been seeing from not only Michelle Obama, Angela Bassett, Niecy Nash, Nicki Minaj, obviously Beyonce. I'm sure I've seen uh, Naomi Osaka, Serena Williams. I mean, I can keep going. Black women have something special about them. And as I'm on this uh, podcast with other Black women, Nobody knows how hard it is to be us and what it takes to be us and for us to occupy these spaces and to be great. And when she says that I go to a place that I know that it fills me, right? Like 
even belief in God takes you to that space, but it really comes from ourselves. Self-love, self-care, self-worth, self-buildup, self-esteem, as Nishi Nash said. You have to thank yourself. So I just want to say thank you. You know, thank you to every Black woman right now. And Black men allow Black women to occupy in these spaces, give them room to breathe. White people, you need us. <laughs> White people, you need us. They know. They, but they, they don't. They, they do. don't. Because the problem is with Black women, we're so beautiful and magical and amazing. I, that's why they think we're bewitching them them being they, they being those who think anti-Black. And with that, we are going to go right into our next segment. Oh, we're just skipping over that we got to leave Diddy in 2023. We're just going, okay. We're, we're skipping over because, you know, I can't stand when black men abuse black women in any kind of way. That's why I can't listen to R. Kelly. Nor I, can I. I. I just, that's why I can't listen to um, Trey songs. Me saying, you know, I don't like victimization of black women. That's why Jonathan Majors is forever canceled for me because Megan Good is not Coretta Scott King. She is Megan. Yes, she is the Megan. She was Megan before Megan The Stallion. She is she is the Megan. So it's hard for me to talk about Diddy as a huge fan of big consumer of all of his alcohol. It was funny because I was just talking to a black man recently about Ciroc and we were saying, you know, in our twenties, like how we, you remember Ciroc was everywhere. Everybody used to drink. Oh yeah. If I drank Ciroc right now, I'd die. I can't even smell Ciroc because I drank (laughs) it so much. (laughs) And that's why I think, I don't think we should skip over it because I feel like Diddy, has been such a huge part of black culture yeah for all of us and even though it's not shocking it is you know because i feel like we kind of all looked at diddy as not like some savior or whatever but as a successful black man you know what i'm saying and just to hear that you got to that success by trampling on black women is just disgusting for me. Like I, I'm a Diddy song came on yesterday, and I literally felt disgusted. Like I love Diddy, and maybe it's just I used to love Diddy. He's a good black businessman, an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I just felt disgusted. I felt completely disgusted by that, and it really sent me into a place as someone who has been in an abusive situation with a person it's just gross to me 
And I don't think we should ignore it. And I don't think we should keep listening to Diddy as if that shit didn't happen. And I don't think we should just gloss over it as, oh, yeah, just another predator like that. That is egregious. That was egregious for me. Go ahead. Research team. You had your hand up. Um, I was going to say with, you know, Diddy, R. Kelly, Trey Song, me personally, I sometimes, like, I don't understand, like, I guess why it took so long or why it is just, like, now, like, servicing to the public. Because I feel like it was known amongst the people and everybody was just like, I'm going to just keep it hush. Also, I think it's something to say about cancel culture. Like, do these people not have an opportunity to like i guess rectify their wrongs or you know come to some type of accountability and not say start at a clean state slate but you know how do they i guess like redeem themselves to me you have an opportunity to redeem yourself if you're the one who held yourself accountable and came clean not not because somebody outed you and you had to pay them and now your world's coming crumbling down because to me it starts to feel disingenuous you did not come out and say you know what i have been abusive or whatever in the past even after getting caught i have been abusive or whatever in the past i have taken these things you know notions to move forward and be a better person and heal and i and i wish to make it better for generations or whatever you're not even saying that. You're saying it didn't happen and basically defending yourself. That's not taking accountability for me and being caught and losing, you know, major promos and, and money does not equal taking accountability to me. And as egregious as the things are against Diddy, I'm not sure that there is any coming back for me from him. P. No, it's not. And and that's the part I think that you can't even I think that's what we're look we were we want to look for, which is a level of saying I did do this, but the mission is pain, right? Because if you never did it, you couldn't there is evidence enough there. But the bigger thing is, why do we feel the need to be so rapey? Really? I mean, it. we know it's around control. I don't know. I do know. I don't know, and I do know. And I'm with you, P. Like, every time I hear stuff like this, I'm like, but Why? But it's, it's about control. It's and literally just about control. And these people will do, they, they get control and then they will do anything to keep it and have control over other people. Like it's a real sick, it's sick. Right. But then, I mean, I think a lot of it as someone that's worked in or worked for high profile people, I think there's also this level of, undeniability or deniability right because 
the biggest thing that I took away was no one would, he never thought nobody would believe this. Like, there's no way. And then, or, also, but then but, also, though, like, no way, but then also, like, way. Like, yeah, I'm into it, right? Because sexual exploration, right? Like, he obviously likes men. And that's a whole bigger conversation around gender identity and sexual identity, right? Like, if he had a came up, imagine now if we got Diddy now versus in the 90s or the 80s, you know, whatever old he is, it would be completely different. He could exist in this space and his sexuality wouldn't have been questioned and maybe he wouldn't have turned it into something so dark and disrespectful. And then I think it's like that because nobody around you is saying anything and because it becomes normal around you, it's like a cult. No, you just you. I think you really start to believe. Well, we just live in this different world, and this is how things are. And then it's until someone actually speaks up to people on the outside who are like, "What the f- going on?" Then it's like, "Oh, this is outrageous." And I really downplayed how horrible this environment was around me because it was just normalized, and nobody was saying anything. But I think that. So let's back up for a second and wrap up this, you know, our thoughts, which is one, it is believable that they were in an alternate universe or an alternate reality because most people live in alternate realities. It goes back to what we're saying, where if we're billions of citizens on the same road walking towards some type of light, Black women are slowly pushing themselves to the forefront and everyone else is just staring at the sun. And he was the sun, right? So I think it's fair to say he did live in an alternate universe and reality where things were different. And you pair that with drugs, real drugs. Like, y'all know how many times I talk about, like, I'm curious of, like, what it would be like. Have I done hard drugs? Absolutely not. Would I try it? Maybe. But I've never, even even been in those spaces, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go where y'all going. I don't want to get on that bus. I want to stay on the bus that can get me home, and I haven't been I had a good time. And, you know, I can say, oh, my God, Diddy is so sexy. I had a wonderful time. Him and Miami are cute. Now you've ruined it, right? Like, you had to just go and, like, but more importantly, like, it's, you know, because even when you think about what it means, it means you doing something you know someone has not consented to. And and more importantly, they have expressed a no. And nine times out of ten, when someone's on a drug, a drug, I won't, I mean, alcohol can be included in that, right? Because I do not want anyone to hear this and think that we are being soft or um, dismissive about sexual violence and sexual abuse, right? But I just feel like in that industry itself, there's some wild things are happening. And, you know, like the great prophet Cat Williams said, 
there are things you just would not believe that are happening, that are people in that circle are making sure that it never comes out. And you can either choose to believe it or not. Why it took her a long time to bring it to the forefront as a, um, a survivor of any type of sexual abuse or any type of abuse, you don't know, right? And so, um, yeah, I like. I think we all can come to the same um, conclusion, which is it's just unfortunate that there, you know, black men tend to engage in behavior, but most men are engaging in behavior right and i think and i think that's just because that goes back to a bigger idea of a woman and her autonomy over her body yeah and if he believed that he owned her body and any other woman that ever was in his presence then it was his and he could do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think we can walk away with, you know, that understanding, but also sadness, but not sadness because please stop people in 2024. <laughs> and with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And all right, we're back, we're back, we're back. And for our next segment, we have 3LWB, Living, Learning, and Loving While Black. If the title isn't soothing enough to you, this segment focuses on Black love, Black family, dynamic structure, Black history, current and old, Black education, all of the banned books, and more. So it's no secret that I am the cousin that is like pro-Black love and just loving wild Black and being Black and in love and just all that. So I wanted to kind of talk to you ladies today about DDG and Miss Halle Bailey, Miss Little Mermaid, Miss, um, what was she in the color girl? I forgot, but they just had their first child, Halo. Um, he seems to be cute from the hand pictures and the feet pictures that I've seen thus far. Um, and it's very interesting how I think there's like early 20s, not even mid 20s yet. Um, but it's very interesting to see others' reactions um, on their specific relationship and how people are congratulatory and some people are just devastated. So wanted to get y'all's thoughts on Halo. Okay. All righty. (laughs) What's your thoughts, research team? One, (laughs) I'm not gonna say I don't like it because I think because they sit in a different tax bracket, people operate from a different space. And they like it's an ongoing thing where people of a certain stature have children and may not fall underneath the traditional umbrella of, hey, let's get married first and then have the kid. Because I, I think 
the marriage to some people may be a bigger commitment or a tie than actually having a child. So at this point, everybody grown, do what you do. I feel like um, as a 35-year-old woman looking back on my early 20s self and how many foolish, foolish people I attached myself to, I think regardless of the tax bracket, a person making a song about how you know I'm insecure and how that made me feel terrible because when you was kissing that dude on the screen and when you suggest that I shouldn't take roles with other men because you're jealous, that's not giving emotional well-being to me, you know, and it's definitely not giving I should attach myself to the rest of life by having a baby with this person. But, you know, more power to them. If they like it, I love it. Because that ain't got with me. But I'm just saying, I would not. From, from an older woman, the auntie's point of view, she need to kick that dude to the curb. But anyway, what you think, P? I think she likes it. And I love it. That's all I got. Well, there it is. Um, Hopefully, to be, I just, you know what, the, I just really am not a fan of bringing babies into not ideal situations. And so I don't be all like, oh, yes, baby, when the relationship was already looking sus to me. That's all. That's just how I be. But that's relationships for most people are sus. <laughs> a lot of unhealed. I mean, true. That's why it's a lot of unwell people out here. But so I I say that to say that I like it. She likes it. I love it. But also the child is innocent, right? They have money, um, for the most part. And I really feel like a lot of people, because of social media and how we are connected to everyone at the same time, but not connected and feel isolated. I feel like people who have babies now really are having their friends. They're like having their friends. Like they're having the friend that they want. Yeah. And that's cool. I'm not for it because I just don't want to be around my friends like that all the time. Speaking of friends that are good for you, um, this relationship was very awkward from conception. Um, Megan Good and Jonathan Majors. I, I don't understand what type of, um, I don't know, random, let's let's look through the phone book of black men, Hollywood. Okay, that's a good match for me. I don't understand their relationship and that's fine. I just, it's a very odd pairing just in general. Like just, Why it's odd to that? me. Yeah, it's definitely giving sis, are you under duress? Because when I saw them walking in the courtroom, I was like, huh, you okay? Why are y'all surprised? You good, sis? Why are y'all surprised? Why are you not surprised? Me? Yes. Y'all remember the guy last one she was with? Yes. So I guess I guess I was giving her a bit more. You know, I've learned and I've grown and I've gained wisdom, Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna do better. I guess that was my assumption. Mm -mm. Correct. 
I didn't think she was going to go to this like extreme. It's like their publicists were like, hey, we got a thing over here. And her post was like, hey, I got a thing over here. Oh, let's do it together. And it's just like, what does the con y'all sign the contract for? How, how many months is this going to last? Well, research team as someone that's, you know, bringing black love to the forefront. How much do you think about codependency? Mm. Mm. And they were codependent in that preacher wife relationship till she wasn't going to handle kids. Okay. So mm. with, with her previous relationship, they, they both messed up because from personal experience, there's, you can't go either, either you're going to have a child or you're not. And that's one of those conversations that you have kind of upfront soon in the relationship and for you to hope wish and pray that somebody changes their heart or just like that's delusional to me like you walked in knowing that this person was like nah I'm not really that's not a goal of mine I'm really focused on x y and z parts of my career or I don't really you know fit in that framework and you still 10 toes down about them that's that's crazy for both people but mostly the person who wanted the kid and thought the person who didn't want the kid was going to change their mind it happens every day babe oh i agree i agree that it happens every day it's still delusional though wow i've learned that it's a lot of delusional people out there which is it's crazy like they live in a whole nother place shout out to jeezy Delusional, 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 delusional. Oh, sorry, y'all. Y'all know I'm a big Jeezy fan. Jeezy, why don't you just holler at your girl? You need a girl like me. He free now. I wasn't going to bring that up. I don't think the ink has dried on that. It's some some other issues happening. Over. But. Going after your man, girl. I digress. On a, on a, um positive spin the block note shout out to um ashanti and nelly still going strong um for some people it may be positive you know rekindling they look like they're truly ten toes down um i don't know if you saw their uh new year's eve countdown because she's in australia on a juicy fest tour thing um, so they couldn't be together in person, but he called her and they, you know, was vibing together and shared a moment for all of us to see publicly yet again in real time. So shout out to, to that black love. I just be wondering sometimes if spinning the block is, you know, a good thing to do, but if they like it, I love it. Hopefully, it'll be better around this time for them. I mean, they keep together or whatever. I mean, he's showing all his teeth, so at least from his end, I know he's happy. He's excited. P. Well, the man always going to be excited. Mm, his last relationship, he looked mind. real <laughs> depressed. I mean, he did not look excited at all. He, he still had a shanti on the mind. He wants that was the one who got away. Probably. I mean, look and at that. It. 
<laughs> she don't always look like that though, but yes. I mean, she always been fine though. She has. I burns have been questionable, but yes. She has. Um break. I think P Did y'all say did y'all say the sideburns were questionable? That's why. What? <laughs> I did. She did say that shit. The sideburns? Oh, that's what you said. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, catch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you said she's been fine. I was like the sideburn. <laughs> wow. It's been hit or miss a couple videos. That's fine. Um, I think. Go ahead. I'm sorry, P. Nah. Uh, continue on. I think for me, um, this this relationship that I'm about to speak on, it just. It hits different. It cuts different. It's just, it's definitely a gut punch for me, personally. Yeah. Um, Tiana Taylor, Iman Shumpert, um, get a divorce. I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't like to put people as relationship goals or anything like that because I don't think they should be goals or like humans should be goals but I, I will say I love the way that they loved each other and really rocked with each other from like a public facing um perspective however comma I don't know what's happening now because I thought it was gonna be amicable but it's it's getting a little are you for real right now did he um, he had her working like she a mule Girl, stop. Wait, what? I don't even want to talk about this no further. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. We're not talking it, about this no more. How was it no. getting ugly? No, that's what's coming out. Is she tried to leave the situation amicably, and the truth came out that she was out here working as a mule. You mean a slave? A drug mule? A real uh, a slave. A he slave. didn't want to work. So let's let's just put it out there. Um, it's coming out now that she, you know, made that statement on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, social media that they are getting a divorce, they separating, they still, you know, ten toes down as her best friend, blah blah blah. They're gonna co-parent all that jazz. Now it's coming out in court documents, um, leaked to the public or whatever. Allegedly, he hasn't been a good father. He um, smokes too much. He put um, the babies um, in a in an Uber by themselves while he took um, while he what? ordered him a separate car. It's 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 getting like messy, mess, mess, mess. So I don't. It's it's well, just another realization that hey, everything again is not always what it seems. And these are real people going through real life things, no matter how many commas are in their net worth. Everything that shimmers ain't gold. Well, so he was a bum. Mm, shouldn't be shocked. Bum, D bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I can't stand well, bums. bums just... Especially not a man. Bums. I mean, he has his own podcast with his brother. Girl, stop. Didn't I just tell you? I don't want to talk about that bum no more. 
<laughs> no, he was no. supposed to be doing that, like that house husband <laughs> no. situation. No, man. Bum. Taking care of the kids while your wife go out there and get it and be supportive. No, he's a bum. Bum, diddy, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> bitty, bitty, bum, bum, like that. <laughs> bum. <laughs> well, speaking, speaking of, I'm sorry, go ahead, twin. No, nah, go ahead. I'm done. I was going to say, speaking of bums and you know people not wanting to work and not getting paid um i just want to highlight how messed up white hollywood is for not only um women but specifically directly um to how hollywood underpays underpays did i mention underpays black entertainers black women um when taraji made such an emotional case about how her check is not really her check and how many times it gets divided and who she has to pay i didn't i didn't realize it broke down like that which made me think about um when monique went on her her rants about how Netflix didn't want to pay her what they should have paid her or her worth. Um, it's just, it's kind of like an ongoing issue, bitter pill to swallow. It's like we are still, like we've come so far, but it's just like, dang, we have so much further to go. When will like we make that bridge or when will it connect when will the gap close well unfortunately i think it's not only a hollywood issue and i think it goes back to what we were kind of talking about about black history month like i feel like we've we we've kind of stopped aggressively pushing for what we desire you know what i'm saying there's i feel like there's a part of us who has kind of just accepted and is just now realizing that I should and could be getting paid more. And speaking from my own experience and me like having to coach black people in business, a lot of times we'd be afraid to demand more, you know, and even if we be knowing that we're being paid significantly less than our counterpart, we'd be like, well, I mean, they gonna fire me. No, they ain't, girl. They ain't. Now, I'm not saying that that's what's happening with these people in Hollywood, but I'm just saying I do feel like the wage gap in general between Black women and everybody else is ridiculous. And to change it, I feel like we're going to have to take a stand and, like, we, we're going to have to fight for what we're owed, you know? I agree. Um, it just sucks that it's, like, this continuous thing it is. for... For black women as if there aren't already enough hardships in the the spaces that we work in whether it's you know hair color nail length um dialect tone it's just like can we get the coins correct and then put everything else up for debate can we get the coins correct but y'all want the coins but they don't even acknowledge 
the greatness that is to be black. We are the seasoning, we are the salt. We are the magic. So if they deny the magic, the salt, the seasoning by underpaying us, right? We never are going to have the courage, unlike Taraji is now, which is great to advocate for ourselves. Yep. But Oprah became Oprah because Oprah created her own thing. Correct. It didn't come. She allied to some degree to gain success. So Black Hollywood still needs White Hollywood to be in those spaces, right? Because look at Quinta. Yeah. Crying up there. I wouldn't be crying at them people's show. I love Quinta, by the way. <laughs> but I just pop off every time. Like, why is it 40, not 40, 42 years? 42 oh years. God. I always think about if I got up, if I was able to get up on that stage, man, Lord. I would drag everybody <laughs> for filth. Okay. They would have to drag me off that stage. I wouldn't be saying no thank you. No, no. And let me tell you how y'all had me up in 2011. Okay. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. And that's why you are not up there yeah. yet. <laughs> I think it's something to be said about um, the, the balance and the humility that we have to take because of circumstances. But I do. I do agree with you, P. I don't think I would necessarily um, be crying. Like, I don't know if that would be my first emotion because, again, these are, like, the Emmys was was Black-ish or Black-adjacent this year. But realistically, that's that's not for us. The Oscars yeah. are, are not for us. Like, that's those are yeah. not our cultural awards like we don't that's that's not for us so i don't i don't know i would be excited because i would like my 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 worth or my asking price can go up now because i have an emmy but like why the large and this is oh i'm sorry go ahead no no go ahead and this is i'm gonna talk about this in my segment for black history month 40 acres and a mule <laughs> Um, why can't we create our own black Emmys? You know what I'm saying? Like it's going back to what P said, creating our own space. I don't understand why we're still trying to fit into these white spaces when we have the talent to create our own. That's how I feel. Sorry, but you know, shout out to um Quinta Brunson, yes, um, big shout out to Nisi Nash Betts, heavy on the bit. Um, her speech was inspiring. Um, my, my favorite part or parts was um, one, uh, mom, look, I did it or I made it. I was just happy that um. her mom could see. Like everybody doesn't get to see their child make it to that successful moment or that peak. Oh, like they see the hard work. Hurt. What happened? Go 
Okay. The they mom. don't get to hit me. Okay. Oh, okay. They always they don't get to see the uh, the highest pinnacle of their child. Um, they get to see the like the back end, like the work that you're putting in to get to that spot, but they may not get to see you, you know, win it. So that part, and then when she was like, I'm finna thank myself, and I was like, Yes, please. Period, boo. People know, like, yeah, thank you, thank you. But really, I'm out here. It was me. It was me. It was me. I'm me, heavy on the M-E, me. So I, I really um like that. It was giving brag, confident, cocky, like all of that, but in good ways. So shout out to Tanisi Nashbeth for that speech. I want to shout out to, I can't remember the girl's name. It's the black girl on the show called The Bear, which I just recently binged. Amazing show. Phenomenal. Wonderful. She's amazing on there. Her character is kind of annoying, which make, lets you know that she's playing her part well. And I saw a still picture of her and her parents at the Emmys, and it almost made me cry because it made me, it reminded me of me and my parents. And like you, like you just said about Niecy Nash, it was just so nice to see her and her parents enjoy that moment. So, and congrats, girl, well deserved. Because I love that show. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but I will go ahead and support. It's so good. It's so good. Where can I watch it again, Twin? Oh, I'm going to get back to you on that. Let me check right quick. Probably one of your streaming services. Just Probably give me the Hulu. login. Hulu, maybe? You heard I, me just give me. I want to say Hulu. Oh, I got that. I don't need the yeah, login. It's I got on Hulu. That. It's on Hulu. Okay. I got Hulu. I got Hulu. I don't need the login. Appreciate it. It's wonderful. Ayo, Ayo Edabiri. I want to try to say her name because I was yes. on sound work. That's her name. I, uh, I, uh, we say it wrong. We we apologize. And the other black dude, shout out to him. I like the other black dude and his Hispanic lady on there. All the minorities on there, just wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> um, last but not least, um, want to give a special shout out to the cast of martin martin um it's a it's a staple in black culture all right like Tommy. um yes r.i.p i love how they have his picture or had his picture on the um the table um did he come to one of the birthday parties and I was going to say, Tommy is our family adjacent because mm -hmm. he is our cousin's bestie. And I used to see him quite frequently. What a lovely soul. He was like a just tall, giant, cuddly bear. So sweet. So sweet. What a sweet person. Like, I really, I fit my heart jolted when we found out that he passed away. So RIP to him and his, his family. I hope they doing well. He had a lovely family too. So shout out to Tommy, man. What a no, great person. It's crazy when I met him through our cousin. I didn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> that's all, all right, I Cole. Say about that. Uh, all I, that really happened. He said, you ain't got no job. <laughs> and I guess he thought I was trying to be funny, but I didn't really watch Martin like that. <laughs> like really, I didn't. I didn't. Have a, no, I really. Yeah, yeah, but, I really don't have a job. I really don't have a job. And he was just like, "Oh, 
and he just thought it was the funniest thing. So RP to Tommy, we love you. We love you. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that is a good segue to end on Shot O'Clock. It's a segment where we don't have to do it every single time, but if we have something special or important or effed up that we want to take a shot to, we're going to do that. And so today I'm going to take a shot to my mom. Today we're recording on the 18th and she passed on January 16th, 2022. So I just want to say, love you, mom. And we'll see you again. Take a shot yeah. for me. Oh, yes. oh, oh, I'm gonna do apple cider vinegar shot because mm-hmm. that's what we're on right that now. That counts. I did. Okay. I did wine. Okay. I did a sip of wine. So yeah. I'm taking shots of horrible gold bears. Nom 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 nom. Okay, that counts as well. Take a shot of whatever you please. And thank you for joining us, y'all. Thank you for joining us. And um, how about y'all this year? Try to be intentional. Come out of your bubbles. Wake up. It's 2024. Trump is alive and well. The aliens are about to beam down. For real. Oh, my God. Stay woke. Well, don't stay woke. That's a weaponized word. Stay awake. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Stay aware. It's the first of the month. It's not, but you know what we're trying to tell y'all. Just come alive. Thank you again for joining us on this wonderful episode. Again, you can see us, reach us, talk to us, holler at us in your comments, your feedback, your love to Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, or by email. Twitter at call your cousins. That's C-A-L-L. Y-O-U-R-C-O-U-S-I-N-S. Instagram at call your cousins pod. That's the same. C-A-L-L-Y-O-U-R-C-O-U-S-I-N-S-P-O-D. YouTube, C-A-L-L-Y-O-U-R-C-O-U-S-I-N-S. And at email, call your cousins pod at gmail.com. And again, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you here. Hey, Dub, holla at us. Miss you, cuz. But we'll see you next time. Peace. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.